Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and I don't know why I said my name like that, but I did. And we are going to do another Q&A today. We are going to talk a little bit about how much to eat to support activity levels and how to determine that. And also, just a quick reminder, if you are not already on the wait list for the Confident Eater coaching program, and you are listening to this in June 2022, or if you're listening to this afterwards, make sure you are on that list because that is going to be the best way to find out when spots open for this program. And the Confident Eater program is truly going to give you the baseline that you need to build a solid relationship with food and reestablish self-trust so that eating in all kinds of different life situations, whether stress is high, stress is low, whether you are simply just trying to figure out how to eat at maintenance and be comfortable with what you're doing, or if you're preparing yourself to enter into a fat loss phase or a muscle building phase, having this baseline of both what to eat, when to eat, how to think about eating, uh, how to change your mindset around food, and then also understanding habit formation strategies. It's complete, it's a game changer. I promise you, this program will literally change your life. And I'm not saying that just because I created it. I'm saying it because these six fundamental habits, I have seen them change lives over the last over half a decade that I have been coaching. These are the things that truly move the needle for people and not only make the changes, but also help maintain the changes over time because we know that that's the hardest part. So I'm going to be quiet about that. You can find everything you need in the show notes. And let's hop into today's question. So today's question, how to determine how much more you should be eating to support your body based on activity level? Are there any tricks to use how to eat before and after exercise to ensure we have enough energy to perform the exercise and to support ourselves with not getting too tired after exercising? So there's a couple things that we want to cover. One is the there's a question around like, I am starting to exercise more. This is a client who's starting to add more exercise into their life. And so do I need to be eating much more than I already am for my activity levels? So that's kind of question one. And the answer here is if you are currently eating about three meals a day, maybe a couple snacks in between, you are probably eating enough to support an increased activity level. However, most people are not eating balanced meals. And especially if you're a newer client of mine, this is something that we're probably working on, right? So making sure that we have protein, carbohydrate, fat, and some type of vegetable or fruit in most of our meals is going to, for most people, remember when I say most people, like most of us are horses, we're not zebras. For most people, that is going to give you what you need in order to support your body for increased activity. If you are someone you're like, I'm training for a triathlon. Well, no, then we wanna get a little bit more concise about it. We wanna get a little bit more precise about what we're eating. But for most people, protein, carbohydrate, fat, and a veggie or fruit in most meals and eating to the point of satisfaction is going to get you what you need to support a lot of activity, right? But, there are some considerations because we can get a lot more specific with this. You may be thinking, yeah, but I want to know how many calories I need to eat. And this can be helpful. However, when you are coming from a background of 
being a bit more chaotic with your eating, or maybe you're noticing like, Hey, I've been gaining body fat. If you've been gaining body fat, we know that you're already eating enough calories, right? We know that you're getting in enough and overall energy throughout the day. So we're not necessarily concerned about, oh my gosh, I'm not getting in enough energy in my body to support exercise. However, changing the composition of your meals can support things like muscle recovery. It can support things like sleep. It can support things like your immune system, a healthy digestive system, which can all be really, really helpful when you are increasing your activity level. So for example, especially protein intake is really important. And so if you are someone that if you think about, okay, what am I eating every day? And you are not currently including a protein source and that protein source, I usually use hand portions to measure that with clients. So should look about the size of your palm, at least one to two palm sized portions of protein and at least three meals a day. If you are not already doing that, that is an amazing place to start. Right. And for many people, simply doing that one change, only focusing on I'm going to have one to two palms of protein in breakfast, lunch and dinner. That may be enough that you need to support your activity level right now. Yes. Nutrient timing is a thing. So nutrient timing is understanding like when should I be eating more carbs? When should I be eating more protein, et cetera, et cetera. That is a thing, but it is a much higher level habit. And if we do not have a baseline established yet, this is a habit that is not going to be incredibly helpful for you. If we think about, you know, hundred percent having like absolutely hundred percent, I'm doing an amazing job at supporting my body for exercise. I would say like 90% of that is, am I eating regular meals about three to five hours between meals, maybe a snack in between, and am I eating protein, carbohydrate, fat, and vegetables in each meal? If we are not already doing that, we have no, there's no reason to start thinking about nutrient timing. And I think when we look at, you know, what do we want to eat before and after exercising? One thing that I do like to recommend, and this is a lot, this is for uh, hunger levels, I think especially, is not going too long after exercise or before exercise without eating, right? So aim to have a snack or a meal around, depending on your digestive system and how it works for you, maybe 60 to 60 minutes to two hours before exercise or 30 to 90 minutes after exercise. If you're someone that likes to eat right after you exercise, amazing. If maybe you have to finish up your workout and go home, don't worry. You don't need to be eating right away. If you want to look at, Hey, you know, I'm going to have a snack before I work out, or I'm going to have a snack after a workout, aiming for something that has protein in it and carbohydrates is really, really helpful. So that may look like maybe you're someone that does protein powder. Maybe you do a protein shake and a banana. Amazing. Maybe you're like, Hey, you know what? I prefer to have a turkey sandwich. Cool. A little turkey sandwich could be an amazing option for you. Maybe you're more of like a Greek yogurt and oats or cereal or whatever that is. We don't need to overcomplicate this. If you are a client of mine, you have a clear understanding of what a protein is, a carbohydrate, a fat and a veg. If you are not, you can, especially when it comes to protein, go back and look, I think it's episode, I will link it in the show notes, but I think it's episode 17 that talks about how to get more protein in your, in your diet. And I do want to mention something on the timing of protein, because this is something that it's not a high level strategy. And it can be really simple is understanding that, especially for working out, I imagine we're trying to improve our muscle, right? Uh, and part of that is having enough protein 
to support muscle protein synthesis because working out breaks down our muscle and having enough protein is important so that we can rebuild that muscle and build new muscle. And so aiming to sort of split up our protein throughout the day. And this is why I say aim for one to two palm sized portions of protein in at least three meals a day, because then we're splitting it up, right? If you are someone that tracks macros or calculates, you know, protein grams, aiming for at least 20 to 25 grams of protein at least three times a day is going to be really, really helpful for that muscle protein synthesis, especially for this question around increasing activity levels. One other, actually, no, I say one other thing, but a couple other things I want to mention. One thing that we forget is that how much water you're drinking is really helpful for your performance. So if you are not drinking water, or let's say you work out first thing in the morning, but you don't drink water until after you work out, that may mean that you are exercising dehydrated. And I don't remember the percentage off the top of my head, but there you will reduce your performance a certain percentage and reduce your energy levels by a certain percentage if you are not hydrated. Things that hydrate you, water, of course, but also fruits and veggies are super hydrating. So if you're eating a good amount of fruits and vegetables, that can be that can go towards your hydration levels. And if you are someone that eats a lower sodium diet or you eat tons of whole foods and you don't salt your food very much, or it's summer and you're sweating like crazy, you can consider adding electrolytes. They have electrolyte powders um, or even just adding a pinch of salt to your water can be really helpful for balancing out those electrolyte levels that can be really awesome for energy and for overall performance. And so I want to kind of wrap this up by saying that most people are tired after exercising or struggle with energy around exercising because overall they're not getting in enough nutrients. They're not sleeping enough or they're dehydrated. It's not because they're missing some absolutely special pre or post-workout trick. It's mostly because they're not eating consistently protein, carbohydrates, fat, and veggies or fruit. They're getting crappy sleep or they're not drinking enough water or their electrolyte balance is off. So they need to add a little bit of electrolytes to their water. That's most of the reason why people are tired after exercising. I think not so much the people that listen to this podcast, but also something to note is being really tired or drained after exercising may be a sign of over-exercising and under-eating. So again, not eating enough nutrients or not recovering enough between exercise sessions. And this is something that personally I went through when I was training CrossFit and training Olympic lifting, and I was also dieting and trying to maintain a really low body fat percentage. I would do an Olympic lifting training session and I would be wiped out afterwards. And I was eating quote unquote balance, like balanced nutrition. I was eating my pre and post-workout meals, but I wasn't eating enough. So I was not eating enough. I was not letting myself recover enough for the amount that I was eating. And so that meant that after my training sessions, I felt like I was dead. So a little recap here. Look at what you're currently eating. Are you getting in at least a one to two palm size portion of protein in breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Are you getting in a carb source in breakfast, lunch, and dinner, maybe in between as well, and a veggie or a fruit, a little bit of fat in there? If you are not already doing that, that is a great place to start. And if you want more specific calculations and an understanding of what that looks like for your specific body, that is part of, if you are my client, 
we're doing, we're on it. If you're not my client, that is part of what you're going to learn in the, the conscious eater, sorry, the confident eater group program or in one-on-one coaching, you're going to learn how to apply that to your own body and needs and goals. And last thing I will mention, I promise last thing is there are small benefits to not eating like a ton of fat or a ton of high fiber foods around your workouts. And mostly that has to do with just how that affects digestion. So for example, lentils are a super high fiber food, like eating a giant lentil salad before you go try to go for a jog. It's just going to feel like you're jogging around and all of those lentils are like, blah, 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 blah. Right. So that's mainly why we don't want to eat a super high fiber meal before a workout or like a giant cheeseburger, which is super high in fat. That's not going to feel that awesome in your belly as well. Um, so maybe try to, to not have your pizza directly before you try to go for a workout. Cause that may just not feel great for your belly. I'm going to link in an upcoming email, a pre and post nutrition PDF. You can also just DM me if you want the pre and post nutrition PDF that gives some of these guidelines that I mentioned. If you're my client, you've already got access to this. And again, make sure that you are on the wait list for the confident eater. If you want to continue to work on building balance in your nutrition and creating a better relationship with food and building self-trust in yourself to do this stuff on a consistent basis. With that, my friend, I hope that you're enjoying these Q&A episodes. Um, I, I really like doing them. I thought I was, I thought they're going to be more stressful, but I actually really enjoy them. I think they're great. I think they're great. You're listening to it. So you let me know if you think they're great and feel free to share this. It's absolutely, oh, it makes me feel so good when I see someone share it, especially on social media. It makes me feel good because it means that you're enjoying these podcasts. And it also makes me feel good because that means that other people can find the podcast that maybe didn't find it before. So thank you for that. And with that, my friend, I will see you next time.